Hi, we're going. Um, that was our new, very sad intro that just dropped. Yeah, new, new intro. Who dis? <laughs> Created by your own Taylor. Ah, uh, thank you. Right thank here. You. I almost said your last name. Uh, you know, we could edit wanna, it out. <laughs> I don't want to out you on the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Just like a, like a sensor, like a beep. Yeah, for Taylor beep. Yeah. Yes, now I, uh, I, I dabble in tunes, in the tune making. <laughs> One could say. Um, you guys, it's another installment of Art of the Revolution. Yes, the mini-series. Remarks is the podcast. This is the series. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, hi, it's Phoebe. This is Phoebe, as you know. My name's Taylor. Taylor. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna tell you about some revolution. Yeah. How was, uh, how was your research this week? My friend. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was <laughs> I felt like it was on point. Mm-hmm. I have like I feel like the way that I wrote out my notes this week is very like <clears throat> storytelling. Oh, so nice, nice. get excited. Give it, like a little that. a little flair to it, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh no, I had a good one. I feel like it's gonna be Again, we were kind of talking about this earlier in the week, but like it's gonna be a little bit more of a lighthearted episode, yeah. which is a nice break, especially from like last week's which was pretty intense in some areas (laughs) um but yeah and and like not that there's not some dark things about yeah any kind of revolution mine definitely has like a little bummer section but i mean when doesn't it you know exactly i mean it's to be expected (laughs) at this point yeah definitely less of a bummer sode this week though true um but yeah so anyway we're doing fashion most specifically fashion or women's fashion, mm-hmm. and um, just some of the revolutionary things around that. Since yeah. I, I don't know, maybe there's some fucking dude out there that would be like, fashion isn't an art, but like obviously, fashion is Clearly absolutely is. an art. Yeah, so, most definitely. Um, I'm gonna kick it off. So, um, a quick history of a little bit of the women's right movement. Woo. Just some like. Uh, Flagstaff events that happen. Is that the right word? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounded good to me. I was <laughs> like, you. ooh. Like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> May 15th, 1869, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Stanton found the National Women's Suffrage Movement, which was an organization, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that wanted to make women suffer. I'm pretty sure that's what that <laughs> word means. Yeah, it was specifically <laughs> created to just make women's lives even worse than it's they It's absolutely are. awful, yeah. We were like... <laughs> want those women's suffrage real bad no uh suffrage being that they wanted them to be able to vote yes um october 16th uh 1916 margaret sanger founded the first birth control clinic which was technically illegal at the time Mm -hmm. and it was shut down but that was when she founded it uh quick note margaret saying margaret sanger is a little sus we could maybe go into more of a detailed Mm. episode on that you know, because it's like, it's really hard because it's like, again, birth control, good things. Right. You know, pioneer in that area. Eugenics, you know. No, like. exactly. Exactly. Like, there's been a lot of strides in, like, women's healthcare, but it's due to, like, horrible, horrible shit. Yeah. So, it's, I mean. Yeah, so it's interesting for yeah. sure. Um, but that was, you know, I got definitely a moment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, April second, nineteen seventeen, first House of Rep- Representative representative uh, was sworn in Jeanette Rankin. So mm-hmm. first, I should say, the first female 
House of Representatives representative. What year was that? (laughs) That was in 1917. Oh, okay. So we're getting kind of close. And then August 18th, 1920, women can vote due to the 19th Amendment. Mm. So that was I feel like that's interesting that there was like a woman in um, politics before women were allowed to vote. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of strange. Um, I don't exactly know. I feel like because you know how like public opinion will usually shift on something and then kind of like the laws follow up. I feel like that's partially what it was. Like, especially being like, you know, it it might have been one of those things where it's like, well, there's no rule that says women can't be in government. They just, there's a rule that says they can't vote (laughs) or whatever. It's like, and it's so weird too, like reading it up on this kind of stuff. Like, it's just wild to me that there was like a point that was, you know, I mean, I guess a hundred years ago now, but barely a hundred years ago where like women just couldn't vote i know for the, like for any representative like <laughs> it's just it's crazy because i'm no, like how really... i guess it's just such a given now that it's like of course why the fuck wouldn't women be able to vote right like, it makes it's it's stupid to think that they wouldn't be able to yeah like... <laughs> but yeah it's just like it's so wild like how far we've come in a fairly short amount of time but also how far we've not come. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, uh, I was also telling you earlier this week, like, I'm interested to get uh, some of your perspectives mm-hmm. on how things have changed for the worst or for the better. And then also kind of for the worst, you right. know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that was kind of, uh, some of the history, historical events leading up to the 1920s. And then of course, mm-hmm. the, in 1920 women being able to vote, which kind of like exploded this big, um, fashion revolution and kind of rebelling against uh the christian conservative values of the time mm-hmm. um women began discarding corsets in favor of brassiers stockings which were formerly made out of heavy black wool were now made out of silk and rayon mm-hmm. skirts became higher which led to uh, stockings meant to be seen so there was like fancy embroiderments and things right. kind of goes hand in hand with like the opulence of the 1920s too like sure. great gatsby kind of shit yeah yeah um but oh my god i can't imagine wearing a corset that sounds awful a corset with wool tights yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> i mean and i know people wear corsets now and whatnot but like yeah i guess if you're wearing one now it's like you chose you're choosing to wear a corset yeah. but like having to wear a corset to go out or like it being like the only like acceptable thing to wear like if you were going out sounds not like a good time they're so much more like comfortable now back then it was made like fucking whale bones and shit that's horrible (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) um companies began creating sportswear for women since more and more uh women began participating in sports there was golf skirts and tennis skirts that became a thing Mm -hmm. and New form-fitting stretch-knit swimwear was now available. Um, a few of the brands, Catalina, uh, Cole, and Jant Zen, got their starts in the 1920s and still make swimsuits today, Damn. or swimwear. So, you know, again, kind of a lot of strides. The fashion, of course, follows with the trends. So mm-hmm. it's like women start playing more sports and being more, um, I guess, just having more live like lives outside of just like, being in a housewife, yeah, whatnot, you know. Um, of course, flapper girls, as they were called, um, was a big staple of the 1920s. Yeah. Known for wearing short, shapeless shift dresses 
and would often bind their breasts to give them a flat-chested appearance. I didn't know interestingly that. Interestingly enough. Yeah, that is interesting. It was, uh, I don't know if the, I think the intention was to, like, rebel against, like, the traditional female form as much yeah. as possible. So they almost wanted, because, like, with, like, the shorter hair and, you know, the, the binding and whatnot, they mm-hmm. almost, like, it said in the article I was reading that, like, they wanted to go for a more, like, boyish silhouette right i think was because they were trying to like completely go against any kind of like uh traditional femininity of the time at least some of them i can't say all of them no but yeah that was kind of the like big obviously now very famously known thing is like that flapper look well and if you think about that compared with like the corset Mm -hmm. which is sucking in your waves pushing your boobies up your mommy milkers your, up. Mo- your mommy milkers shoving those mommy milkers out on the town exactly yeah like that's like literally the complete opposite which is like you said like shapeless so mm-hmm. you don't have that silhouette figure that the corset is giving you and then smushing the mommy milkers mm-hmm. <laughs> getting them in there uh <laughs> interestingly enough it was uh one of the first times of women that women of lower classes could be uh, seen as fashionable since the dresses dresses were easy to sew at home and didn't require a tailor to make them and mm-hmm. like because you know I mean if you compare them to like the previous dresses again with the corsets and mm-hmm. whatnot like you know you could tell when when it was like a lower end dress totally. or like a lower end tailor but these ones were so easy to make and they were also you know high fashion at the time right. or what was popular that a lot of like lower class lower income women could now like uh, I don't even say appear. They could be with the trend. Sure, guess, you right, know, right. Even if they didn't have all the money in the world. Um, Coco Chanel was one of the first, um, or among the first, to popularize women's trousers. So mm. wearing pants, which, you know, is a big deal. Because pants are manly, Phoebe, if you didn't know. They're very manly. <laughs> I'm channeling masculine energy by wearing these. It's true. I'm getting, I'm getting mask from you. I'm getting <laughs> getting mask with your pink hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, again, it's just like, I guess it's just funny to like laugh about now because of how yeah. ridiculous it is. Right. Like, like the fact that like a hundred years ago, women just couldn't fucking wear pants. Yeah. Like that's insane. <laughs> just like, yeah, like no that's pants. That's crazy to think about. Well, and... I did not research this, but I remember, I'm like remembering a story I think I heard on like the radio or something. And it was like this story of this woman who was, I think, a kindergarten teacher and had to appear in court. I think it might have been jury duty even Mm -hmm. and was like really determined to wear pants, like a pantsuit Mm -hmm. with, with pants and whatnot. And like the judge would not allow her to wear that and like would kept... And it became this, like, big thing, like, the actual case was almost forgot about because, like, this woman would go to the court every day, like, wearing pants, and the judge would, like, either would, like, call the court case off and be like, we can't proceed if you're wearing men's attire or When whatever. was this? I have no idea. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, like I'm gonna earlier, look it up. Like, it wasn't, like, 2006 or something. No, 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 no. Like, it was, earlier era. Yeah, it might have been in, like, I don't know, could have even been in, like, the 30s or 40s. Sure, sure. I'll look it up when you're doing your yes. your thing because yes. now I'm I'm interested to yeah, remember. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but yeah, so lots of uh, progress being made. The fashion was booming. We'll talk a little bit more about hair in a second. Excuse me, in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I found this website called crusadeforthevote.com, which has kind of like a history of women's suffrage. And uh, before there was an official organization, there was obviously many people that opposed women's suffrage, um, preachers, reporters, kind of just the general. Yeah. I don't even know if the general public, because there were quite a few people who were just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, like, but I guess especially in like areas with more conservative values, quite like a lot of preachers, For and, sure. you know, um, even reporters, if it's like more of like a right wing news yeah. outlet and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. We're very anti-women's suffrage. These women are going to vote for the devil. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I, have a, I have a pamphlet to read you in a second. Oh, so. sick. Okay. In uh, 1911, Josephine Dodge, Josephine Dodge organized the National Association Opposed to Women's Suffrage. Mm. So it was kind of like an at Susan B. Anthony kind of thing. You're like, you're in the National Association for Women's Suffrage. We're a National Association opposed to women's Fuck suffrage. Fuck you. Bitch. IRL like, Twitter beef. True, yeah. She added her real hard. <laughs> um, their arguments, which I think were funny, uh, included women did not want to vote, was like one of the, their catch, catch um, lines. Um, okay. They took care of the children in the home, so women had no time to stay up to date on politics and current yeah. events, which is kind of dumb. I feel like you'd have more time. Right. And if you weren't working at like 40 hours a week, yeah, right? Yeah, wouldn't you think? And I, and I feel like a lot of men probably back then were working more than 40 hours a week because yeah. there weren't quite the same labor laws. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's that's a dumb argument. Uh, <laughs> and then the the real icing on the cake uh women lacked the expertise or mental capacity to offer a useful opinion on politics mm. which women be it. stupid yeah classic <laughs> women thinking they can have a, a an opinion an informed how opinion how dare they uh, how dare they their their little fragile fingers are too soft <laughs> to press the voting button it's true <laughs> to hold a pen and fill in the bubble oh gosh yeah so just some some fuckery like that yeah. that was going on. Um, Anti-feminist icon, <laughs> Weath Nudson is his name, which Who? awful name. Weath Nudson, W I E T H. Weath is his name. Weath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like Weath yeah. Nudson. <laughs> Nudson, yeah. Wow, dude. What a what a fucking guy <laughs> already. We... Honestly, if if like okay, okay, <laughs> scenario hit real quick here. So you're in a you're in a bar, uh -huh. and uh, some guy approaches you like, "Hey, can I buy you a drink?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And uh, you're like, what, "What's your name?" And he says, "Wheat." <laughs> what are you assuming? What's the first thing in your head? I would probably firstly assume I heard him wrong, and would think he probably meant to say like Keith, Keith? or yeah. something, which is. Sorry to Keith's, but, like, Keith's not really a great name either. Um, That's funny, because my middle name is Keith. Oh, fuck. I literally, as it was coming no, out of my it's mouth, okay. I knew it. I'm, I'm not sorry. upset. It's my middle it's name, so I don't name. have to. It's an amazing name. It's my favorite name. <laughs> no. It's a middle name, so I don't ever have to be referred to as Keith, True. which is nice. You're not a Keith, most definitely. I don't feel like I am, but... Um, yeah, and then if I asked him again and he said his name was Weath, I don't think <laughs> I could hold my laughter in. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if... It, like if someone was like, "Yo, my name's Weath," I'd be like, "You, you hate women for sure." Like, <laughs> there's no way you cannot like with that name. Uh, it probably comes from like his mom like 
fucking mm-hmm. that was her idea for his name or something and he's like fuck a, women yeah a deep, <laughs> ever since then we psychoanalyze everyone named i don't know that there's anyone Weath. else named Weath. i've never met a Weath no. personally anyway Weath nudson <laughs> Uh, stated women who earned their own money and didn't have, or th- women who earned their own money didn't have economic sense. So he was very like anti-feminist, anti-women having jobs and mm-hmm. getting their own money. Um, many men and women feared this party lifestyle of the jazz and cinemas that would uh, lead to family disintegration of like the 1920s and leading up to the 1920s because again, flappers were. Hitting the town more, you yeah. know, going to jazz clubs and things like that. Um, and, of course, they argued that, like, society would fall into depravity and there would be the fall of the white race because, you know, <laughs> jazz being, like, at the time, a predominantly right. black style of music. Yeah. Um, they, you know, racists. <laughs> you know, racists. They are. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. But anyway, I want to read you this pamphlet I found. Yes. It was one of the anti... It was this, like, anti-women suffrage pamphlet. Um, and it was really... It's really funny because it was, like... It, it says, like, household hints, and then it says vote no on women's suffrage. So, like, it's like a, it's like a household tip pamphlet that also has... <laughs> like sexist things you know sprinkled in there for yeah. some spice like for some spice so uh national association opposed to women's suffrage um headquarters votes of women can accomplish no more than votes of men why waste time energy and money without result well sure um and this is more of the no suffrage thing because 90 percent of the women either do not want it or do not care because it means competition of women with men instead of cooperation which, like, what? <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, it just is more people voting. You know, yeah. like, I don't... Honestly, wouldn't that be helpful if, like, more people were voting for what you wanted? I mean, yeah, you would think. If their argument is that, like, your vote's just gonna essentially be the same as a men's vote, then isn't it, like, cool, then... Just let it happen. You're yeah. gonna get what you want. Like, I feel like low-key... A lot of it too was like, oh, these these uh, liberated air quote heavy air quotes liberated women mm-hmm. uh, are going to be voting against what we want in our conservative values, you right. know? Because I mean, it's the same like with like really any kind of progressive issue now, because it's like you know mo- the majority of people feel like gays should have rights and whatnot, but like. It's uh, if it's gonna like challenge the uh, the status quo, I guess, because most gays are liberal, right? Or at least at least liberal, if not more radical, right? It's kind of that kind of vibe, I guess. Um, because eighty percent of women eligible to vote to vote are married and only double or annul their husband's vote. So that's kind of the same argument there. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, it's like, don't you want? To have more people voting for the person that you want. Yeah, I don't... It's like, it'll either Sir? double or it'll annul their husband's votes. And it's like, yeah, that's how voting works. <laughs> if there's one that's for something and one that's against it, those cancel each other out. That would happen with two dudes who fucking yeah. vote for different things, too. What? Uh. I don't get it. Um, uh, because it can be of no benefit... Uh, comp- 
Oh, sorry, it's it's hard to read. Com- Tiny text. Commensurate with additional expense involved. So I guess just the expense of now having to have more people vote, which I guess. I guess it'd be more expensive, but, like... You gotta buy more paper. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's... None of these arguments are really that valid. Not valid at all, right? Yeah. Because in some states, more voting women than voting men will place the government under petticoat rule. Which, honestly, I didn't really get that the first time I read through this, but that sounds... That sounds sexist. Very, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like how, like, dudes feel about, like, AOC now, where they're like, she's gonna turn it around, and there was, like, a picture, (laughs) it's one of my fucking favorite things ever, there was a picture of, like, AOC, not, maybe Hillary Clinton or something, I don't know, it was just, like, female politicians, and they were, like, dominatrixes, and they had, like, the male politicians in collars, and were, like, whipping them, and was just like, this is the reality that women want. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, And I was like, kinda, yeah, yeah, actually. Well, and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, the fact that you're so scared of, like, feminism kind of means, like, you acknowledge that, like, we live in a patriarchy and, like, women have it bad, you know? Exactly! (laughs) Exactly. Because, yeah, it's like, if you're scared that, like, it's gonna be the other way around, it's like, why are you scared if women don't have it worse than us, right? Right. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. (laughs) You're just worried we're gonna treat you the same way you're treating us? Exactly, and, like, and that's the thing, is, like, most feminism isn't like that. Mm -hmm. I'd say the overwhelming majority is just like, hey, can we not uh, make less money than you doing the same exact thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, shit like that. So it's like, but the fact that you're scared of it is telling. Is telling. Uh, Because it is unwise to risk the good we already have for the evil which may occur. (laughs) Yeah, you called it. You called it with that. Um, It's so so funny. funny. Sorry, I need to get through this, but there's just a lot to talk about. I love Uh, it. Um, you do not need a ballot to clean out your sink spout, your sink spout, a handful of potash and some boiling water is quicker and cheaper. Maybe polish. I think it says potash, but I don't know what that is. I feel like it's some kind of old timey soap or something. Probably. But yeah, you don't need a ballot to clean out your sink spout. Fuck you. If new tinware be rubbed all over with fresh lard, then thoroughly heated before using, it will never rust. So again, that's some of the weird like tips. household tips that are interspersed with They're this. Like, so real quick, fuck women. Um, you're all stupid and don't deserve any kind of rights. Okay, so here's my idea for how to polish silver. <laughs> Honestly, it's so dumb. Uh, use oatmeal on a damp cloth to clean white paint. Um, really? That's actually... Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to go home and try that. <laughs> there we go. Control of the temper makes a happier home than control of elections. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. A real <laughs> real curveball. Why do you think there. that my fucking temper's bad? Because I can't fucking I can't, vote. I have no representation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh let's see. I'm trying to find other like funny ones that try to tie it in with the election. Um good cooking lessens alcoholic craving quicker than a vote. So, yeah, I guess uh, it's like you, you better cook good so that you won't become an alcoholic, which is why you want to vote so that you don't become an alcoholic. Okay. 
I don't know. I didn't, I didn't write this, Phoebe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, common sense and common salt applications stop hemorrhage quicker than ballots. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay. I'm hemorrhaging um, because I don't have rights. Exactly. <laughs> I can't read this. It's like Golfo Naphthol. What? Some kind of some kind of chemical, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And elbow, so that chemical and elbow grease dri- drive out bugs quicker than po- political hot air. <laughs> um, so yeah. Wow. And then has some more stuff. I mean, yeah. Again, I'll I'll uh, I'll give this to Phoebe to post on the Instagram. I'll also, Ooh, yes. Put it up on the twitter so that y'all can look at it because it's quite funny (laughs) like what a weird concept i guess yeah like i guess as far as propaganda goes it's kind of it's kind of genius it's kind of funny because it's like here's some tips and what we want you to not do you know (laughs) like i don't know like it's awful and sexist but yes i guess it's it's like, like here's some sneaky household tips also don't vote bitch yeah don't it's like it. it's just yeah i guess like that's where it's like again heavy air quotes genius right it's yeah like, it's like look at these household helpful household rules and then it's just like subliminally being like yeah. you don't need to vote subliminally not so subliminally <clears throat> yeah not so subliminally this is uh random tangent as we often do um I saw this post like a while ago that was an article in, I don't know, Good Housekeeping or Vogue or something from, I want to say the 1960s or 1940s that was like, like a meal plan for like a woman's like whole day. And it was like morning time was like four eggs, toast, something else. And then like two glasses of Chardonnay. And then in the afternoon, it was like some other weird meal. And then... Another glass of shark. Like, literally was, like, two bottles of wine in one fucking day. And I'm like, she would be completely shit-faced. Like, no house is getting clean. No. Gosh. I Yeah, there's also kind of a side tangent. But looking at, like, ads for, like, uh, cigarettes from, like, the 1940s mm-hmm. are so funny. Like, Lucky Brand cigarettes where they'd be like, it's, it's the women's cigarette. You don't need a snack. Have a Lucky cigarette. You yeah. Know? And it's like... It's now doctors saying it's the best thing for fighting those hunger cravings and stuff, you know. Fighting the hunger that your body does because you need to eat food. Because you need to eat food. Don't eat. Smoke a cigarette. Smoke cigarettes. Drink two bottles of wine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we do remember the 40s for being just like the epitome of of health, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Everybody knew. They ate steaks all day and drank two bottles of wine literally though. good stuff it's so crazy <laughs> um but yeah so going back to kind of the history here women decided to start cutting their hair which was a big deal because mm-hmm. again you know i mean even now there's a, kind of a weird connotation around women who have shorter hair or True. you know and, and i'm saying women a lot in this scenario too but just under any like gender identity yeah. Back in these days, of course, it was less. Yeah. You know, Nobody again, acknowledged that like acknowledged that was a thing. Trans people of any kind, mm-hmm. or you know, trans, non-binary, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, any kind of like gender identity, of course. But sure. Yeah, women rejecting uh, 
femininity started to cut their hair go mm-hmm. with like the shorter flapper flapper girl looks mm-hmm. and whatnot um short hair was considered masculine and so many thought that women were shedding their beauty in a way you know there was even a uh, a quote mary pickford an actress at the time said i could give a lengthy and i think convincing discourse about long hair making women more feminine one thing i am sure though and she's speaking about like flapper girls and actresses who had cut their hair shorter Mm -hmm. Uh, she looks smarter with a bob and smartness rather than beauty seems to be the goal of every woman these days which like i don't know maybe it's a neutral statement but it sounds a little like backhanded like comment wise it's like I guess she looks smarter, but like she doesn't doesn't look beautiful anymore. Like I'm like, what the fuck? I, I want to look smarter. Yeah, like I like, feel like that's for sure what I would be going for. Yeah, I feel like smart is is what most people want to look like. I don't know. I mean, I guess people want to look hot too, but I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like short hair looks great on many people. <laughs> But I want to have it all. I don't know. I'm gay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. So let me yeah. tell you what looks good on that. <laughs> For sure. Sorry. <laughs> any any questions about women? Phoebe's got you. I got you guys. <laughs> Our resident expert on women. <laughs> <laughs> they are hot. <laughs> Beautiful. Um. <laughs> Prior to the 1920s, women didn't frequent salons, which is interesting because mm. uh, there really wasn't much of a reason for them to. Sure. They grew their hair out, and I mean, when they would cut their hair, they'd probably just do it at home, Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so many hairstyles were created at home by a friend, or if you could find a male barber that would oblige cutting your hair mm-hmm. off, but again, it was a little bit harder to find... Yeah. A male barber that would be like, yeah, I'll cut your hair to make it look like a flapper. <laughs> right. I guess towards, like, the end of the 1920s, it was a little bit more common because, like, there were movie stars that had, like, mm-hmm. shorter hair and stuff. So it became more common. But, I mean, like, if you were, like, at the beginning of the 20s or even, like, the late 19-teens, mm-hmm. like, I bet it would have probably been more difficult to find a barber that would be like, yeah, I'll no, cut your hair sure. off for you. for sure. Well, it's, like, very <clears throat> rebellious and... Exactly. Yeah. It's... And, I mean, again, like, public opinion, even in the 19-teens, was still kind of like, mm, I don't know about all these women's rights things. For sure. Women in rights? Don't know about that, champion. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, after the 1920s, the women's only salon industry exploded, um, which I don't know, it seems like that might have been more of like a like a time period thing, because mm-hmm. like, I've always thought that salons are just for anybody who needs to get their hair cut, but... Yeah, yeah, I think like now, it's definitely become more of like an everybody's kind yeah. of place, but like definitely originally it was like barbershops are definitely for men salons are definitely for women yeah. um but yeah but now it's definitely more just into yeah whatever well and i guess that make, does make sense like if you're trained to cut a specific kind of hair like i assume most and again you're the hairstylist uh yeah. but i assume most people who go through like cosmetology school probably learn like men's cuts and women's yeah. hair styling yeah, all together yeah. you know you for sure do i think 
I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure, like, back in the day, though, barbering and cosmetology used to be separate. Yeah. And so you would learn, like, the longer haircuts Mm -hmm. in cosmetology school and then barbering, which, like, it's still sort of separate to this day. Like, there are just solely, like, barbering schools, but you would learn long (laughs) haircuts at barbering school now. Um, And then, like, within cosmetology programs, you learn shorter haircuts and, like, a little bit of barbering as well. Well, and the only really, the only big thing I can think that, like, barbers really do that, so, that, like, uh, salons wouldn't do would be, like, shaving. Yeah. But. Yeah. If you don't do that yourself now, but. Yeah, uh... yeah. Shaving, I definitely don't see it in salons as often. It's pretty common, like, especially now that, like, the more kind of bougie barber shop Mm -hmm. is in style, like. They do, like, the full service thing. Hot towel, exactly, shave, yeah. you know, all that shit. I actually love shaving. It's so much nice. fun. I haven't shaved in a long time, though, just because I don't have a straight razor. I need to get one, but I keep not doing it. Um, and I need, like, a good, yeah, fucking, <laughs> uh, what is his name? Uh, Johnny. Tommy. What? What is his name? The evil barber guy. Oh, uh, from what? I don't even know. <laughs> Fucking Sweeney Todd, goddamn! Oh, Sweeney Todd. <sighs> that was really like Emily's gonna be so upset with us. Uh, she really is. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um. Anyway, but yeah. There you anyway, go. yeah. Interesting. I knew you would have some uh, some thoughts there. But, I sure do. Um. But yeah. So many conservative Christians equated long hair with godliness, so it was obviously controversial to cut one's hair off. Mm-hmm. Um. The surge of women's liberation was seen in or seen many ways, but shined brightly through the fashion of the day, women rejecting the traditional molds that they were told to fit into in favor of styles that were more comfortable. Mm -hmm. To this day, women face sexism because of their appearance, but the ladies of the 1920s helped pioneer a better world for us all to live in. Um, Because, again, like, a big thing with feminism is, like, it also helps men who don't want to have to like fit into their gender role just like women don't exactly. want to fit into theirs you know exactly it's where like that toxic masculinity shit comes in where it's totally. like just because you know again if you break down all the gender roles then anybody everybody can just be who they are yes and it's better. <laughs> yes yeah and i feel like that's like the ultimate goal is just like erasing gender binaries in general like yeah and just like not it's made up a fuck it's about all made it. up anyway yeah. so and that's just getting to the point where it's yeah, it's just like whatever you want to, whatever you want to go by, yeah, whatever you want to do, like, however you want to look, exactly. Again, if you're not hurting anybody, then yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, and like I don't, I don't know, it's so crazy to me because I feel like things that are labeled as like masculine or feminine literally was just one day someone was like, this is what that is, and like decided it, and it's yeah. so fake. Like high heels, literally, like. In the whatever Shakespeare times, like mm-hmm. medieval times, dudes would wear high heels. But then one day, someone was like, no, this is for women only. And now, still, to this day, like, high heels are seen as, like, a feminine thing. True. Even though that's just fucking fake. <laughs> Same thing with stupid. makeup. Like, men used to wear makeup all mm-hmm. the time. Now it's seen as, like, 
somebody decided one day that's a feminine thing. I don't know. It's just so funny to me. I'm like, feminine and masculine is not even, it's not real. Yeah, it's because it's like, it's just an object. Like, yeah. this object doesn't have a gender. This object yes. doesn't have a preferred gender that yeah. it, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's just an item. Right. And it's just like something that one day somebody made up that that's what they thought that it was. And then for the rest yeah. of forever, we've been like, yup. <laughs> for the rest of history. You're yeah. right. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, because it's like, and th- and like I've I've bought like women's clothes from places before. Mm-hmm. Like, I like shout out junior section of TJ Maxx because uh, <laughs> I yeah, um, and like you know it's just like it's a piece of cloth. Yes, like, and the only thing I can kind of see is like obviously there there are some differences in builds and whatnot. Right, but, like, right. Again, but it's a honestly, piece of cloth. even <laughs> then, like. There are certain, like, I don't know, body types. There's certain, like, women, cisgender women, who fit better into, like, quote-unquote men's clothes better. Like, you know, it's just, even though, yeah, like, those are, they're made to match whatever, biological, whatever the fuck. But, like, even, oh, hello. Moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) Even then, like, it's still not really real. Yeah, no, and for sure. And then that's just not, that's not even bringing up the uh, whole topic of, like, transgendered individuals. Exactly, or yeah, yeah. women who have penises and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. who have vaginas and things like that. And them finding clothes that they feel comfortable yeah, in. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, but yeah. Whatever. Like, again, wear what you want. Yeah. I support you in anything you do. Same. We, here at Remarks Podcast... We just want you to be happy, so... Exactly. Wear whatever you want. Fucking be whoever you are. And we love you. Exactly. Unless you are somebody who doesn't like the cucumber lime Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to bring it back. Um, I haven't talked about the cucumber lime Gatorade I know, you haven't brought up that debate again. Listen... Honestly, I think you're a piece of shit if you like cucumbers, so... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just all cucumbers? Yeah. Phoebe's taking a very staunch anti-cucumber Anti-cucumber. stance mm-hmm. on um, on the podcast. Yeah. All right. I straight up don't even like cucumber water. <clears throat> oh, wow. I don't think it's good. Do you like cucumbers in water? No. Wow. I don't like cucumbers, period. You don't like cucumbers? I, don't, I straight up don't like cucumbers. Wow. They're just like, we, like, it just like literally tastes like... They're just mid to you? They're, yeah, it just tastes like sh- shitty water. Like, it just tastes like low-quality, <laughs> right, right. bad water that is crunchy. I mean, I respect your opinion, Thank but you. I, I have to disagree. I, I think cucumbers I are it. dank. Anyway. I can understand. Um, we need to take an ad break, and then we will be... Izzy Brizzlers. Fuck. We'll be Izzy Brizzlers? <laughs> <laughs> ad break. <laughs> Izzy Brizzlers. Izzy Brizzlers. Anyway, uh, see you in a second. Bye. All right, we're back. Here what we is up? Bookstores. <laughs> we're talking about bookstores. Support your local bookstores because yeah. go to your small time bookstore and buy some books. I know it's tempting to buy from Amazon. It is. Sometimes I the last time I bought from Amazon was when I caved because like they had this early 
access to a book that I wanted to read really bad, and yeah. I was doing it for my Manosphere videos. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck. Like, I don't want to buy from Amazon, but... I know. It's like, I'm going to have to wait, like, another month before the book is, like, officially released yeah. and doesn't have, like, the Amazon pre-sale. Yeah. Ugh, it was frustrating, but... I know. I've been, like, thinking about downloading Audible, which I know, yeah. but I just... I don't really have time to like sit down and read a book and i listen to so many podcasts when i'm cleaning or driving or whatever and i get like so much information Mm -hmm. there i would love to like hear some books yeah but audible is like one of the very few options that you have and they have pretty much every thing on there you know let me shout out it's it's tricky because there's like perks to audible of course yeah Uh, you get like that free book that you like always have you know once every month or whatever i use one called scribed this is scribed. not a sponsored no, episode but if they want to be though yeah scribed, scribed hit me up uh <laughs> scribed is cool it's it like is a little bit weird with it the way it's like advertised because it says like unlimited books for 9.99 a month or whatever and so i was like oh sick unlimited books hell yeah but then like I probably read, like, two or three Agatha Christie books on there, and then it started, like, limiting the titles from her I could read until, like, the next month. Mm. So that, like, it (laughs) is... like, you're reading too much Agatha. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, so it is is unlimited, but it's not unlimited everything all the time. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's always something for you to read, but it's not, like... You can't just, like, be like, I want to read every single Stephen King book yeah. in the next four days, like, <laughs> or listen to it or whatever. Right. So. Okay, that's good to know, though. I will definitely yeah, check I mean, that one out. And again, for audience members who want to read, yes. I listen to a lot of books. Who so. want to read in a listening format. It's, it's quite nice, because, again, finding time to, like, sit down and read is tough. Yeah, and, and I usually just fall asleep because I'm tired all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. After you've listened to our catalog of uh, episodes here, of course. That's the that's the prerequisite. Yeah. You can't. Act, actually, I'm I'm trying to pass a law right now where you actually can't read any books until you've listened to all of remarks. Mm-hmm. And then once we put out a new episode, that actually bars you from all yeah. books until you listen to that episode. Yeah. So. Even like a paper book that you own, it just it will not open. Yeah. Like it's it, the words become like jumbled up, like like, you know, like a foreign. <laughs> text it's like speaking in tongues in the bible you know you gotta gotta have the holy spirit of remarks (laughs) in you before you can read the book remarks is basically the seer stone (laughs) for books (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh something you know we're we're still working on the cult that we're making but soon it's in beta right now (laughs) beta testing new cult dropping soon (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck Anyway, anyway uh the lovely and talented Phoebe. Oh, thank you. Um, well, today I'm going to talk about Mexican women and the zoot suit uh, craze. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I was inspired to talk about this because of an Instagram post from Alok Vade Menon. Um, they posted some super great slides about this book called The Woman in the Zoot Suit by Catherine S. Ramirez. So, yeah. And also follow them on Instagram. They have a lot of really good, like, posts and shit about shit (laughs) so to set the scene los angeles it's the summer of 1943 i'm imagining some kind of like smooth like noir jazz playing in the background as i'm telling this um (laughs) i could see it yeah 
Um, Mexican-American, many Mexican-American men and women have adopted the style of the zoot suit, which was a look that was popularized from black dance halls from, like, 1930s Harlem. The Mm. zoot suit is this large, oversized suit, um, very long jacket that will go down to, like, almost your knees, even Mm -hmm. longer sometimes. Um, And then oversized pants. Whoa. I was I was using my hands to talk. Oversized pants um, that were very flowy, and then people would usually cuff them at the bottom mm. so they didn't like trip. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's I a, looked up a picture of it. It's a pretty sick look, to be honest. I like it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then when they would cuff the ankles, it would kind of create like this little crease right above. Mm-hmm. Um. People would usually accessorize with like a long dangling pocket chain. Um, things like that. The Mexican-American who wore this style would sometimes swap out the pants for a suit skirt, um, sometimes a long one. Um, as they got a little bit more into it, the shirts, the skirts kind of shortened to be Mm -hmm. a little more, like, provocative. Um, and they would, like, juxtapose the masculine suit with very heavy makeup and bold jewelry, and they would wear their hair in these really large bouffants. Um, they used... Something called a rat, which is like this little foam sort of just block that they would put under a layer of the bouffant to make it very high and Uh, large. Yeah. Yeah. Which nowadays that's called a bumpet. (laughs) Find those in Lehigh. (laughs) I I feel like I, there's a lot of, there were a lot of commercials for those on like TV when I was a kid. Yes. I I remember so many of those. (laughs) That was like a late night infomercial thing. Oh yeah. Um, and sometimes the women would accompany the skirts with fishnets or, like, Mm -hmm. decorative stockings. These women were known as pachucas, or also called cholitas, or slick chicks, which I think is fun. How do you think that's fun? Yeah. (laughs) Slick chicks. A real slick chick. (laughs) Yeah, a real slick chick. (laughs) Exactly. These transatlantic. (laughs) That's just how everybody talked. Yeah, everybody. They were just all transatlantic, like... (laughs) These pachucas, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so the pachucas were making a statement by wearing these zoot suits. They were choosing not to conform to the typical white American fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, the zoot suit had really become popular among a lot of communities of people of color, but specifically black and Mexican communities. Um, the pachucas were also fighting back against the sexist dress code of the 1940s by wearing clothing made for men. Because as Taylor discussed, even in the 1940s, there was still a lot of stigma against women mm-hmm. wearing pants and especially against women wearing suits. That was like a not a no go. Um, yeah. So they they were they were wanting to make a statement to combat like these constraints put against them. Um as well as just to, yeah, to go against the American fashion to say, like, we're not going to fucking follow your rules, stupid America. Yeah. Um, so the Pachucas and Pachucos, which is the Mexican men who wore zoot suits, they made it a point to hang around in downtown L.A. Um, they would frequent, you know, bars and restaurants and stuff like that down there, or even they would just hang around on the street and kind of, like, gather in downtown LA, um, they really wanted to basically make a point that they belonged there. Um, because of course there was a lot of racism against them. They were mostly immigrants and people (laughs) fucking hated immigrants Mm -hmm. still do. Um, 
and they wanted to show their rebellion against white supremacist standards, and for the Pachucas, specifically a rebellion against the patriarchy, as well as the white um, supremacy of America. Um, so because of their status quo breaking and their gender queering, the Pachucas gained a reputation for being dangerous. Um, a rumor spread around, I know. <laughs> like, you wear, you wear men's clothes once and then you're a, you're a criminal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, like, at the time, there was also a reputation for just Mexican-American people in general for, like, being in gangs and all this shit. Which, like, was not necessarily true. Yeah, um, I mean, not much has changed as far as, like... Yeah weird racist stereotypes exactly exactly um but so these pachucas there was a rumor spread that they kept knives or razor blades in their hair hell yeah that's <laughs> to like fight fuck. in fucking gang fights with honestly that's sick yeah that's it's a great me- idea it's fucking metal yeah so like you know that actually reminds me again kind of a tangent here but Duh. i believe in like the 1800s i don't exactly remember the time period but when women used to have like the really really tall mm-hmm. hair um there actually was like this like kind of thing that happened where they would start wearing like uh they would start taking like the pins out of their the pins that that were in their like long yeah. ass hair and like hair using it to yeah hair pins to like defend themselves and stuff like with these like long ass hair yeah. pins like so i mean yeah that actually i mean that's that did happen that's sick so I'm going to do that. Yeah, actually. keep shit in your hair. It's a smart idea. I have long hair. I'll do it too. <laughs> <laughs> this is our art of the revolution. Exactly. Everybody start getting some sharp hairpins, putting them in your hair. Men, women, I don't care. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody, everybody. Um, right. So they had kind of, they had this reputation that they were like gang members and cutting people up on the street and whatever. Um, Los Angeles newspapers called Las Pachucas incorrigible delinquents. And La Opinion, which was a Spanish-speaking newspaper at the time, called them Las Mali, fuck, Las Malinches, which is basically a traitor to the established Mexican codes of chaperoned feminine conduct. Um, so basically, like just this cultural idea of what women, Mexican women, should be within the Mexican community, um, and they were like not stoked on this. Um, the Pachucas faced a lot of backlash from their own community as well. Um, when the men who wore zoot suits, the Pachucos, they mm. were pretty often looked up to and seen as these like brave rebels. And the women, of course, had these strict standards that they were pressured to live up to. Um, and so, yeah, wasn't received quite as well, even by their own communities. Um, and of course, white America was super not stoked on them. Classic white America. Yeah. Being shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's the 1940s. World War II is in full swing. The U.S. War Production Board has put a regulation on fabric use for civilians mm-hmm. because they were prioritizing the troops fighting in World War II and, like, uniforms, you know, whatever it is yeah. that they might need. Um, which, at the time, I mean, there was rations on a lot of things. Yeah. Um... The Mexican-Americans, however, continued to wear zoot suits despite this fabric regulation. Um, And since the zoot suit's oversized, flowing, it's longer than even just Mm -hmm. a regular suit, it required a lot of fabric to make. And so at this time, there was even underground tailors who would be making zoot suits. Yeah, like speakeasy fucking tailor. Speakeasy tailors, (laughs) hell yeah. 
That's um, hilarious. Yeah, it's it's so sick. And so because of this, Zoot Suits were seen as extremely unpatriotic. Wow. Not only because of just, like, of course because of this fabric regulation, but then also just because it was, like, something that had started from, like, mm-hmm. black dance halls in Harlem, and it was pretty much only popular with more, like, communities yeah. of people of color, and so white people were, like... It's just, like, the racism mixing with, like, the pro-war sentiment. Exactly. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really just a match made in hell. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. So, L.A. Um, at the end of May 1943, there was a conflict between some U.S. servicemen and some young Mexican-Americans. I couldn't really find too many details about what this conflict really was <coughs> about. Um, my assumption is that the military members were upset about the Mexican-Americans wearing zoot suits. Mm-hmm. Um as well as just racism. <laughs> just a general being shitty. Classic racism, and probably xenophobia as well. Um, so this conflict ended up with a U.S. sailor being beaten, beaten up, um, and then I couldn't find an unreported amount of like what the Mexican-American group suffered in that yeah. conflict, but I don't know. Of course, the U.S. sailor was kind of the only one reported on. Yeah, classic media not yeah. uh, given the other injuries in the situation. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this situation really pissed off the U.S. military, and this conflict is basically what people believe is what sparked the Zoot Suit riots. Um. Due to this, as well as, like, another event, which I didn't want to get into because it's just going to be too long, but it was called the... Oh, shit. Something Lagoon Murders. Um, so, surrounding all of this, there was, like... Like you were just saying with the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did not fucking help at all. It was, like... They were pushing this narrative that, like, immigrants are fucking shitty and everything. And then just would, like, released a lot of stories about, like people who wear zoot suits are criminals and bad Mm -hmm. and don't support the troops. So on June 3rd, 1943, a large group of us Navy members stalked downtown LA. They were carrying clubs or other blunt weapons and they went around and just beat the shit out of anybody wearing a zoot suit. Um, this went on for several days. Jesus escalated dramatically. Um, us military members would hunt down Pachucas and Pachucos beating them stripped them of their zoot suits and left them naked and bleeding in the street. God, fuck. It's unreal. That, like, reminds me, I mean, it's not quite as horrific as, like, pogroms in, like, Western Europe, um, which is basically where they just, like, went and there'd be something that would, like, spark a controversy and people would go and, like, just murder fucking, like, Jewish towns, like, Mm. just destroy them. Um, but it's like similar in a sense, like it's just this like, like head hunt, like yeah. anybody they see, like, it doesn't matter what you've done. Like yeah. you're just, if you're wearing that fucking shit. And I mean, I can't imagine that it probably didn't like stem into even people who weren't wearing those. Oh and just yeah. Were, yeah. You're probably going to get into I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, it's fucking wild. It, this like, this story blew my mind. Um, the police, of course, did not do jack shit, and actually the only jack shit that they did do was arrest the victims of the beatings after they had been brutalized, um, and, like, literally they would just sit on the sidelines, Mm -hmm. watch this shit happen, 
look the other way. And then once they were literally half naked on the street, like bleeding out, they're like, you're going to jail. God. Of course. But why don't people trust police officers? Yeah. Like, literally, I'm like, do you want an entire history of everything police have ever done? Because I'll tell you. We'll spend. You got time? We'll we'll do a few episodes. Um, We should definitely do that at some point. That'll be a lot to get into. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then once the police were off duty, they would actually join the group of assailants and mm-hmm. start beating the shit out of zoot suit wearers. So. Cla- again, classic fucking yep. America. I mean. Yep. The police and the white supremacist groups are the One same. One in the same. They're all the same. The police are a white supremacist group, basically. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's fucking true. They are the largest white supremacist gang that exists. Honestly. Oof. Yeah. I'm like, you want to call somebody a fucking gang? You want to act like these people are a gang? You're the fucking gang. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, the numbers of police and servicemen started increasing to the thousands. And like you were just saying, so the targets of violence started to become much less specific. Basically, any Latino person, suited or not. They didn't give a shit. They just started beating the shit Mm -hmm. out of them. Um, And then also just started beating black people as well as Filipinos. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, racism. racism. Yeah. It is a good old slippery slope. Yeah. Well, and it's like this really was just an excuse for. Yeah. To turn it into something like this. Like, I think it originally did start with military members being upset about you know whatever the conflict was mm-hmm. plus knowing that there's supposed to be a ration on fabric and yeah. seeing people walking around in these zoot suits and just being assholes and then it's like everybody else who had negative opinions towards mexican americans mm-hmm. any person of color really was like oh sick we're going around beating mexicans up i'm yeah. in like yeah and so it just basically turned into this excuse to just be violent towards the people that they were racist against you know yeah, I mean, and that's just like, isn't that just how it always goes yeah. too? Like, it's yeah. like it starts with some dumb shit like that, and then mm-hmm. it's like, but also, you know, we gotta do this, and then we gotta do this, and we gotta right. make sure we're safe, and you know, it's like, yeah, you're fucking, you're probably killing and at least injuring, like severely injuring people over fucking fabric, yes. dude. Like, yes. I don't care what war you're in. Like, chill the fuck out. I know. Like, God. And it's like, you are using that as your excuse, but, like, truly, you're just doing it because you are a racist piece of shit. Like, yeah, it's true. You can pretend that it's about whatever you want to say it's about, but it's just because you want to hurt these people for no reason. So, the violence continued all the way through June 7th, and by then... Ooh, this is going to piss you off. By then, taxi drivers had actually started offering free rides to any military or police who were headed to a riot zone. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gotta love it, dude. Yeah. It's uh, it's just so typical. Like, I know. It, nothing fucking ever changes. I like, know. If you look at, like, the... the BLM protests yes. from last summer, it's like, okay, people are protesting usually not even that gnarly like there's a few instances where it got you know quote unquote like violent and it wasn't even really violent it was like property damage yes 
And, like, you know, people are getting tear gassed. And mm-hmm. then the right can just waltz into the yes. white or into Congress. Yes. Like, the fuck? Yeah. You know? Like, and it's just the same thing. You know, taxi yeah. drivers are going to drop people off at protests where yep. they are specifically committing violence against people of color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it's like, okay, let's juxtapose that with, again, 20 years later, mm-hmm. civil rights, uh, yes. peaceful protests. Yes. They're getting fire hosed. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? I know. Like, I know. It's, yeah, it's fucking. It's just, it never changes. I it's know. like, for a country that's supposed to be all about like free speech and fucking everybody's oh, right to do whatever, it's yeah. like the government and the police force has 10 out of 10 always fucked over progressive protests. Mm-hmm. So much. Like, mm-hmm. they'll. 10 out of 10 will always support a right-wing protest over any kind of left no, organization. Exactly. No matter what the left does. Like, it could be yeah. a peaceful protest. It, it could be, be a bunch of people just walking with signs down a street yep. and, like, they'll fucking yeah. be out there in riot gear. Like, yeah, oh, dude. literally. Sorry, yeah, that did get me heated. No, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and it was, like, last last year yeah last Mm -hmm. year there was like a big anti i think it was like anti-mask some fucking thing at the capitol Mm -hmm. in salt lake city where a huge group of right-wing fucking whatever people showed up and they weren't just doing anti-mask shit it was like i mean whatever pro-police white supremacist really is what it was (laughs) protest and just showed up and they were like all over the steps of the capitol and revving their motorcycles and being fucking annoying the second that anybody came out for the Black Lives Matter protests, police were surrounding you. You right, weren't allowed. Here. We weren't even allowed to go up on the steps of the fucking Capitol. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. And then, you know what? <laughs> I can't. I can't hold it in. Literally, and I'm sorry. I'm about to just fucking go off on the goddamn governor, but I hate Please this do. man. <laughs> I hate this man truly with the most bottom burning fire in my heart and soul i hate this man so literally last year all of the black lives matter protests going on constantly ended in people getting arrested people getting beaten by the police etc and i'm talking specifically salt lake city like it ended in violence from the police to the protesters so, and and all of these laws came out last year of, like, restricting the fuck out of protesting. Mm-hmm. Last year, there was mask mandates in place still and group um, size mandates as well. A group of anti-maskers went to Spencer Cox's house, outside of Spencer Cox's house. There was, like, I don't even know how many of them. It was, a, it was over the regulated size of group. Big, large group of them not wearing masks, protesting masks, and this mother... Fucker Spencer Cox literally fucking was like, oh, like, these people are just trying to voice their opinion. Me and my wife made them cookies and hot chocolate. Yeah. Meanwhile, the fucking Black Lives Matter protesters are literally getting the living shit beat out of them. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Nightly getting the living shit beat out of them. Yes. People went to the fucking hospital. Yeah, like, there was some shit. I mean, like... Some intense shit. I've I've heard stories, and a lot of it, I mean, here, pretty... It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Portland was also pretty gnarly. Portland was, yeah. People, Um, like, were... Like, it was getting tear-gassed nightly. Like, they were nightly getting tear-gassed. And, like, 
you know, like, we're like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking blind. Like, Yeah, yeah. As well as, like, and I mean, a lot of cities last year. Minneapolis had a ton of fucked up shit going yeah. on. I had a friend in Seattle who we would, like, message each other back mm-hmm. and forth just because they used to live here in Salt Lake. And um, we would just update each other on the happenings. And, yeah, they would just tell me, like, horrendous stories. There was, oh, my gosh, I know I'm going off a lot, but there was, like, one night that there had literally been, like, a, basically, it was, like, a fake protest. It was a trap created by the police in in Seattle. And so a lot of people went down there, and the cops were just already there and literally just, like, kettled the shit out of everyone. It's so fucking makes me crazy. It's, like, (laughs) uh... Our friend James, I'm pretty sure he had posted about something, like a protest or something, and got, like, this weird DM from, like, an account that was like, where is this happening at? Can you give me more details? No! And and he was like, that's how, he, like, showed me, he was like, this sounds like a fucking cop, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a fucking cop, dude. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, shit like that, and it's, it's uh... insane. Because no one fucking listens when you're like, I know. yeah, the cops are bad. Look at what they're doing. And I mean, and granted, like, last year was, they, like, a lot of headway was made in, like, radicalizing people against the police totally. and things like that. But totally. it just is so frustrating because it's like, even now, it's like we hear in the fucking media is like, oh, those crazy BLM protesters. Antifa. And Antifa, the terrorist organization. <laughs> uh. It's like. It's like, do you see what was happening? Like, it was not, like... I know. Uh, yeah, it's, But they it, just... It's and insane. it's the same thing, just like these zoo suit riots, where mm-hmm. they cannot see that the people on the... In, in, in my eyes and in the true, the innocent side of it, because any violence occurred at all, it's like, oh, well, they must have done something to piss them off. Like, last year there was mm-hmm. all these things like, oh, a cop was hit by a water bottle. So, obviously, they deserve to mm-hmm. shoot some person in the leg. Like, <sighs> anyway. Yeah. And it it's just, yeah. Especially because, like, I don't know. I am i don't know what was being said at the time of the, the Zoot Suits mm-hmm. riots, but, um, I mean, it's like... It's just like this, it, there's always just been like this weird, like, and I mean, it's, we've known that that's, it's like kind of a thing with police officers, but it's like, there's just weird, weird, like circle of like, we're going to say they're doing this right? and no one's going to say anything about it. Cause back the blue, right? Yeah, like cause we're the cops. Exactly. And I mean, that was absolutely happening at the time. Yeah. Whether or not there was some violence on the side of the, the zoot suits and the Mexican Americans and whatnot. Sure. It's like there might've been, but not nearly. Yeah. It doesn't matter to the same level. To yeah. This, like this is not an appropriate response. Um, and it was probably self-defense. Probably. Um, and yeah. And I mean, going back to the zoot suit rights, like this was not helped at all by the fucking lamestream media. Like they literally were just, <laughs> posting story after story about like demonizing demonizing yeah demonizing immigrants demonizing specifically mexican-american immigrants and demonizing specifically pachucas and pachucos saying that they're these fucking Mm -hmm. gang members and committing crimes and da 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 and so then people are like oh well we have to protect our city or whatever by just being unnecessarily violent 
So yeah, the whole fucking taxi driver thing is some shit. Yeah, that started it. That, that yeah, little powder. Keg it's okay. It's all right. Like, we had a lot to. We had a lot built up inside of us. Oh, and before yeah. I jump back into it, I just want to say, a a strong, hard, clear. Fuck you to Spencer Cox. You are the most cowardly, <laughs> hypocritical, small, embarrassing motherfucker that has ever represented this state. You are just a you are a fucking loser, mm-hmm. Spencer Cox, if you're listening. Anyway. Uh, Mr. Cox, I would invite you on the podcast, but Phoebe <laughs> would swing on site. There's no doubt in my mind that like <laughs> Phoebe ever sees you, it's fucking it's go time. <laughs> No comment. (laughs) Okay, back into it. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So, um, where did I go? Taxi drivers. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, So as this increased, military and police from other cities in California actually went to L.A. to join these mobs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And this is where things just got horrendously violent, as if it wasn't already before. Um, Once these these other members from um, other cities started coming in, I mean, it just, like, it just exploded somehow even worse than it already was. I mean, there was literally thousands of of military and police just fucking shit up. Um, And they were, like, literally just pulling zoot suiters and anybody that wasn't white off of like streetcars like literally just pull them out beating the shit out of them um and there was a black man who got pulled off of a streetcar and had his eyes gouged out with a knife oh my god yeah (sighs) yeah um these attacks finally calmed when the military personnel were confined to their barracks so if that doesn't illustrate exactly fucking Good consequences. Yeah, like, if that just doesn't say, like, exactly what this, like, um, mm-hmm. what was causing this violence, like, that's it right there when you, you, it literally did not calm down until you literally just had to lock the military personnel to their the barracks. barracks. Like, they couldn't yeah. leave. And it's like, oh, you removed that party and now it's over? Weird. Wow, weird, yeah. Yeah. Your city's still standing with the zoot suitors still around? Like, mm-hmm seems strange if they were the ones that were going to be like burning your cities down according to the media right yep yep i know um and as i said like a lot of victims of these um beatings were arrested and the la papers made out the service members and police to be heroes And claimed that the military and police were protecting America from a wave of crime brought upon by immigrants. Of course they did. (laughs) Yeah, like, of course. Um, And like we have basically been saying, this thought is, like, still very heavily prevalent today and something that has basically never died out and was made increasingly clear and unignorable during the Trump Mm -hmm. administration. Like, just... Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's wild because it's like, okay, so, you know, there's obviously this violence is happening. And, you know, what's your thought as, like, somebody of of one of these communities? It's like, oh, we need to, like, protect ourselves, right? So then you get, like, a group like the Black Panthers that forms where it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're protecting ourselves. We're getting firearms. We're getting organized. We're creating a community. 
because no one else is protecting us, right? And then you get demonized from the other side that's like, oh, well, look at this, you know, violent group of people that have guns. And it's like, the fuck you mean? Like, (laughs) you're you're the reason they have guns. You're the reason they need to defend themselves. Like, it's it's just, um, again, you know, we could historically look at, and maybe we should on a podcast, but like, you know, protests and the different things that have happened and whatnot, but like, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always it the is. fucking same. It is. Um, this, these Zoot Suit riots lasted, so it started about May 31st and ended approximately May or June 8th. So that's like a solid, like, over a week. What, that's yeah. like 10 days or something. Yeah. Of just. Firstly, Pachucas and Pachucos getting the shit beat out of them, and then just increasing to anybody that these military and police had mm-hmm. fucking racism towards, just literally getting shit beat out of them. Eyes gouged out. Yeah. Um, crazy enough, nobody actually was killed. Wow. Like, shockingly, nobody Jesus. died. I know. <laughs> that blew my mind. That's insane. Um... Yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised. But, Me too. And that's great. I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad. got died or got killed. Got died. <laughs> got died up in there. But <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So in response to these attacks, the LA Council put a ban on zoot suits June 9th, nineteen forty three. Wow. That's the solution. Yeah. Thanks, LA. It's the it's the suits' fault. Yes. That's, you know. Classic classic LA just being a huge fucking swamp of shit. Yeah, I yeah. fucking hate LA. <laughs> like, just as a city, I too. Know. Like, I fucking just hate in LA. general, fuck LA. To this day, it's actually still illegal to wear a zoot suit in Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. that's insane. I was reading an article that I believe was, like, June or July 8th, 2020, that was wow. saying it's still illegal. That's wild. Yeah. That'd be... I mean, I'm, I can... I, I feel like it can't be enforced. Like, no. I'm sure you could just walk around and no one would give a fuck, but, like... Yeah. That's funny that it's, like, technically yes. illegal. I think it's, like, probably one of those, like, wacky <laughs> laws that, like, it's, like, you yeah. can't eat an ice cream cone on a horse in Kentucky or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, it is It is still on the books. It is illegal to wear a zoot yeah. suit in Los Angeles. Um, Wild. Yeah. And so to, to highlight really what we're talking about here with women's fashion in particular, um, the Pachucas have been kind of ignored when it comes to telling the story of the zoot suits and of the zoot suit riots and all of mm-hmm. these things. It's usually just the men that are focused on. Um, but it's important to recognize what the Puchucas did for um, Mexican-American women's culture and just, like, the liberation that they allowed to start happening there. Um, they had had this big impact on the culture, influencing the Chola style and sparking this revolution of Mexican-American Mexican-American women owning their sexuality and their bodies, confronting gender norms, and challenging racist stereotypes. Um, That was another thing that, like, was a big thing with the the opposition to Pachucas was that, like, their short skirts, their fishnets, Mm -hmm. their heavy makeup they would wear. It's like, oh, they're these floozies, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so they they really pioneered this for other Mexican-American women. Um, And to close this out, I have a quote from Barbara Calderon Douglas. She had this to say about the influence of Pachucas. 
The Pachucas embody the remarkable strength and creative independence it takes to survive in a society where your social mobility has been thwarted by racism. The Chola identity was conceived by a culture that dealt with gang warfare, violence, and poverty on top of conservative gender roles. The clothes these women wore were more than a fashion statement. They were signifiers of their struggle and hard-won identity. Cool. So, there you go. Um, that's, that was, that's rad. I, I quite like that story. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, uh, because, you know, I know that like, it, it's hard with like a lot of movements because, you know, there have been some great progressive movements that have happened, but there's always like one problematic thing about (laughs) at least one problematic thing about like a movement, like. For instance, like, the women's suffrage movement was, like, pretty racist. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, and the, I know, like, um, the civil rights movement was, like, pretty misogynistic. Sure. And things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's different issues. So, it's really cool to hear, like, that side of it, too. Because I feel like a lot of people know kind of, like, the women's suffrage story. Mm-hmm. But hearing, like, a, a minority group. Totally. Yeah. Inside of, you know women's minority i'd say women are like a social minority um, right so it's like a minority group inside of that uh, yeah struggle is is very interesting yeah and just like getting the perspective of like different um because not only were the pachucas rebelling against like the white supremacist patriarchy Mm -hmm. but their own patriarchy as well within the mexican community and so yeah it's just obviously i'm white so i don't have that perspective and it's just Mm -hmm. it's interesting to learn about and yeah just cool to hear about these fucking badass women that own themselves yeah that's sick um i did want to mention so the story that Ooh, I, yeah. I was gonna look up that's right. uh kindergarten teacher helen hulick made los angeles court history took a blow for women's fashion spider on the ground Uh oh it's right there oh god i'll i'll, I'll uh take her a second <laughs> but uh so yeah it was in 1938 she was there for a court case um against two burglary suspects um she was actually testifying for this thing and then it turned into the judge uh rescheduling her testimony over and over again because she would not wear a dress she would wear pants to there and people were like people were real mad about it um fuck yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a, that was the story. 1930s. 1938, yeah. 1938. Damn. That's wild. Well, even into when you were talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and I, foolishly, I didn't write it down, but um, it was, oh, I have it right here. I just didn't read it. Phoebe. Um, <laughs> in one of the articles I read, it said that Pachucas might have been some of the first women to wear pants. So, oh, wow. And I don't think that they were the first group of women to wear pants but i think they were among one of the yeah. first group of women to wear pants and for sure wear them you know out and proud and often yeah um i guess uh before we get into like all of our closing stuff yes. uh just to ask you how do you feel mm. that like you know the sexism of the past has been improved upon how do you think like in some ways it may have gotten worse in some areas right you know i guess just what are your thoughts uh on the progression of like women's liberation in general totally um i definitely i have of course a white woman's perspective so my 
thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings will never be the same as somebody who's not white. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because like it's nice that I can like wear pants and vote and hold mm-hmm. higher positions and things like that. Um, and I feel like I don't face as much discrimination as women used to in the sense of like I wear I like to wear pretty slutty clothing. Um, and I can walk around downtown or, you know, wherever and have a pretty, pretty, um, like I'm pretty well received. I'm not going to get screamed at too much. I mean, it definitely happens sometimes, but, but yeah, I have an easier time. Like I'm not going to get kicked out of a restaurant or something for wearing like a short skirt, but it's, it's interesting. And Taylor and I were talking about this the other night when we were discussing this episode And it's weird how, like, the sexism has transformed now into, like, like, incel shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Where it's, like, this weird, underground, extremely violent, which, I mean, it always has been, but it's it's in this freaky way now. Um, And, like, obviously there's still the wage gap. Like, Mm -hmm. we still don't get paid as much. There's, um... In a lot of, like, religious institutions, women can't hold high positions. Mm-hmm. It's still rare for women to get promoted in their companies and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten better in the sense that, like, I can be a business owner. Yeah. I can own a house by myself. I don't need a husband in order to, like, accomplish the things that I want to in life. Yeah. As well as I think there's been a lot of headway in... Um, the like women at least the owning their bodies thing at least in the sense of like um women who don't want to have kids that's definitely become more normalized um like women having multiple partners or dating around is more common and much less looked down upon these days um but (laughs) it's interesting because like, women's healthcare is still very shitty. Like, there a lot of women, for instance, like, with endometriosis will not be believed mm-hmm. for a very long time. And then they're <clears throat> fucking having cysts on their ovaries that are exploding and having to get emergency surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, abortions are still very policed. And, I mean, just within, I think, it was it last year or two years ago, there was, like, all these different states were trying to like ban it's abortions. Like the Alabama mm-hmm. was the big one, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is still trying to happen. Um, so yeah, it's and it's kind of like you were saying. I mean, it's just I feel like we just do the same shit over and over. Yeah. We're like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I can wear pants now, but like I still have to fear for my life walking down the street, and I still have to like hope that I'm gonna be able to have the medical care that I need. Yeah, that that doesn't get taken away from me. Yeah, no, I mean, it sucks. And we were talking about the incel thing a little bit. And it's like, it's weird because it's turned into this, like, because I feel like a a big basis for a lot of the sexism back then was like religious conservatism. But now it's like, it's almost like this conservative, like the religious part is gone because the majority of incels, at least from what I know, Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily religious, Mm -hmm. they're just conservative. And, um, and I feel like you kind of have to be to have those kind of views because yeah. it's very degrading and, you know, re- even like 
weird religious people are like, whoa, that's yeah. a little too far on the women hating their champ. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, it's like they, they fetishize this like conservative, uh, modest woman that's, you know, yeah. a virgin and, uh, is that that does, whole like trad wife thing? Yeah. Like a trad wife and like, you know, does everything that they want and, mm-hmm. you know, basically this person that doesn't exist, like, right. you know, they have this perfect ideal image of like what their woman is. And it really just boils down to like, you just want like a mindless robot that you can sleep with. And yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I, that's really what it is. And it's like, that right. person doesn't exist. And right. You know, so I think there's, again, there's been so many strides that have happened, Definitely. but it's also like, it's taken this really weird, like the sexism has taken this really weird shape that like, yeah. In, in some ways is more dangerous because like you know it's these people are obviously willing to commit violence yes see my youtube video on it if you want to know yeah. more like because and you know so it's like not that there wasn't violence towards women back then no. but it was less like mass killing sprees you know yeah well and i feel like it's um at least with the incel movement, they have, like, a centrality, you know? Mm. Like, they have, like, a group where they can go specifically and be like, man, I fucking hate women. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Like, they have, like, this outlet for it where I feel like, of course, like, back then men at work would get together and be like, don't you just hate your fucking wife? Yeah. Like... Wives, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I just, I feel like it's so... Uh, yeah, they just, they have this whole community mm-hmm. for it that they're supported by. Well, and, and like, the rise of feminism, too, is, like, mm-hmm. a big part of it because, you know, it's, it's like, a rejection of, like, the feminist, quote-unquote, again, a heavy air quotes, yes. female-ran society, you know? <laughs> right. It's, like, so it's, like, yeah, it's this, like, backlash almost, whereas, like, then it was, like, you know, men kind of knew they were in control, now these incels have been like have tricked themselves into thinking that women can pull all the strings and yeah. they're out to get them specifically because right. of the feminist agenda, you know. And yeah, it's that's like, a good point. That's yeah. a good way to put it in a good way to like note the difference is that yeah, it was like men I feel like back in the day came from this place of like, oh women are weak and we can control them and yeah. then now it's sort of it's funny, incels are so fucking stupid, but like yeah. <laughs> it's funny because they they also have like a women are weak kind of thing but then the the yeah the main incel thing is like oh women are going to take over and force us to be whatever the fuck yeah. and yeah it's it's a weird it's a contradiction it's like yes. it's the same with everything like nothing in their like quote-unquote ideology <laughs> makes sense yeah like it's but like they've just twisted it in this way but mm-hmm. again that's probably another whole video topic it is but uh, um, podcast topic yeah but yeah so yeah all that being said and before i like make a, a i guess closing statement we'll see cuz we always go <laughs> off but um like yeah the the feminist movement you know women's marches he for she or she for he whatever that one is um have made strides it's been great, you know, but mm-hmm. it's also been very, like, white centralized as well as, like, pretty cis centralized and at times transphobic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of progress still to be made. But, you For know, sure. we have we have made um, 
moves and I mean it's it's I guess better than it used to be. <laughs> it's in some ways it is better in I'd say I mean I don't I I'm not again I'm not a woman so I don't know but yeah. It seems like it would be better in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's definitely more, like, body ownership. There's mm-hmm. more, like, freedom um, with certain things. So, yeah. 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 Glad I don't live in the 1940s, but yeah. 2021 um, is not amazing either. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, always feel free to give us y'all's opinion yeah, on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving into our, our little closing statements here, or yes. our close it, closing it up, uh uh, Phoebe, would you like to announce the winner of last week's uh, comment <laughs> I challenge? I would love to. Um, the winner of our comment challenge last week. Uh, shout out to longtime friend of me, um, <laughs> close friend and great friend of the pod as well. She's just been a great supporter since day one. My good friend Annabelle. Love you so much. Miss you. Um, her most feared bird was an owl, which like yeah. Yeah, I, I see it. They're for fucking sure. scary, especially if you've watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. The owls. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Annabelle, Annabelle, so much for listening. Yeah, and um, yeah, leave us comments. Let us know your feelings about these two movements: the women's suffrage movement, the 1920s flapper movement, the Pachuca suit suit movement, mm-hmm. and yeah, let us know your feelings about like how. The ways in which, like, women's rights have progressed and the ways in which they've not progressed. Yeah. And then for the shout-out game next week... Yes. Comment your favorite piece of clothing or style, I feel like. It could be an accessory. It can be, I don't know, shirts, if you really like shirts. (laughs) Like, whatever it is. But, yeah, shout-out your favorite piece of fashion. Yes, love that. Um, And you can do that. You can leave us comments about your feelings and... Uh, tell us your favorite piece of clothing on our Instagram page, which is at Remarks Podcast. That's, of course, spelled R-E-M-A-R-X, like Karl Marx. Um, you can leave a comment on the one TikTok that we have up at our TikTok, which is the same, at Remarks Podcast. The Twitter is Remarks Pod or at Remarks Pod on Twitter. And, um, Twitter. Twitter. And you can follow my YouTube channel, which yes. is The Lefty Agenda. Um, just put out a video gonna be putting out more soon um do that and i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's all our socials so yeah thanks for listening and okay love you bye. bye